Welcome to Inner Peace and Power, the podcast for busy humans who are seeking to uncover that sense of inner calm and clarity in our fast-paced and ever-distracted world. I'm your host, Dr. Rashmi Shram, and together we'll hear inspiring stories and we'll explore timeless wisdom with practical tips that give us access to deeper connections, more energy, and that sense of fulfillment. I am so grateful to be on this journey with you. Thank you for being here. Hello, hello, friend. I'm so excited for today's episode of Inner Peace and Power. We're going to be talking about something that I think is very foundational to tapping into our inner peace and power and also challenging and rewarding at the same time. So today, we are actually going to be talking about self-compassion. Because if we think about it, the most powerful, the most impactful relationship that we'll ever have really is a relationship that we have with ourselves, right? And that inner dialogue, how we're talking to ourselves, how we're treating ourselves, is for the most part creating our outer world and is impacting basically everything in our lives, including our relationships and so much more. So I came into this practice of self-compassion during one of my meditation retreats many, many years ago. And I really started to notice at that time the inner dialogue that I was having with myself, right? Like that inner criticism that felt kind of like home back then, because it was like something that I've done for most of my life, that self-flagellation. And it was a pretty big energy drain. We're going to talk a little bit more about that and about my journey and how I've been able to practice it. And I'm going to give you some super easy to implement tips if you want to start practicing the skill as well of self-compassion. But first, let us define self-compassion because it can be confusing with all kinds of other things, right? So the way that I think of self-compassion is self-kindness, which is the opposite of self-judgment, self-kindness, self-acceptance, And then Dr. Kristen Neff defines it as this, and she's done a ton of work and she's an amazing person to follow. So self-compassion is is this idea of saying, I'm a human being worthy of love, which is pretty cool, right? We can all get behind that. I'm a human being worthy of love. So it's like this stability where we have our own backs is how I think of it. And it is definitely different from self-esteem. So self-esteem is linked to things outside of ourselves and it can, you know, all the way at its like end, it can, if we have a huge or too much self-esteem, if there's such a thing, it can lead to, you know, symptoms of like narcissism and things like that. So we're not talking about narcissism. We're not talking about self-esteem. We're just talking about stably having our own back, like giving our own selves goodwill, right? Rather than pretending everything's okay, like literally giving ourselves goodwill. And another thing self-compassion is not is it's not toxic positivity. We're not always pretending everything is always okay. So why do we even want to talk about self-compassion? Like, why does it matter? What we know for sure, and there are lots and lots of studies that have been published, and you can imagine just innately that being kind to yourself would also feel pretty good, right? But the studies are pretty solid on why we should be practicing self-compassion. 
because I get a lot of resistance. Like I used to have a lot of resistance to practicing self-compassion. And at my in-person retreats or even just online, you know, on Zoom, when we're talking in, in person, what I find is a lot of really high achieving people will say, well, no, you don't understand. It's that harsh self-criticism. It's me, you know, like kind of beating myself up. That's why I'm as successful as I am. And listen, I used to think the same way too. I used to think that I had to like continuously beat myself up to get to the next level and the next level. And that's a common misconception. But what we know, what neuroscience tells us is we don't actually need any of that. It's a big energy drain. We can, however, learn from quote unquote mistakes, failures, all of those things from a space of softness. And when we do that, and by the way, this is a total skill, when we leave the harsh self-critic behind and when we focus on that self-kindness to ourselves, especially during like really hard times in our lives, that's actually when we start to see the biggest return. So what we know for sure, published studies, like longitudinal, like over three, five years, cross-sectional studies, they reported associations between practicing self-compassion and better mental health outcomes. So decreased amounts of anxiety, decreased amounts of insomnia, decreased amounts of depression. And then there's also like physical benefits too that that have been published. So things like lower cardiovascular risk and decreased inflammation. A lot of the same things that have a lot of like cross sections with mindfulness and meditation, for example. And so it is this way of actually enjoying our lives more is, is also how I see it. And the thing is, when we're kind to ourselves, when we are compassionate to ourselves, there's for sure a connection between that and how we are dealing with other people. Because what I'm guessing, if you're listening to this podcast, is that you're really, really good at giving compassion to other people, right? Like it comes totally easily for you. And certainly we don't want to change that. But all we're looking at is how can we turn some of that to words ourselves? Like how can we give ourselves the same amount of kindness and that same amount of love acceptance, all of those things that we give to others. Like, how can we give that to ourselves? That's really what we're looking at when we're talking about this. So let's talk about some practical ways that we can start to implement ways to practice self-compassion. There are really three major parts to practicing self-compassion. And so the first and really most important part of any practice is bringing awareness to those thoughts, feelings, that inner critic, inner judge, whatever we want to call it, just bringing awareness to it. And that's what meditation practices are all about. It's, it's about bringing that awareness to whatever is going on versus over-identifying ourselves, like thinking that we are those thoughts and feelings and emotions. And so bringing awareness is one of the most powerful solvents in our entire lives. And so just bringing awareness to that sense of inner criticism and saying, yes, okay, I'm going down that same path again. And maybe I don't want to do that. That's really, really the most powerful thing that we can do is just bring awareness to that harsh inner critic. And so the second part of this is also this sense of turning towards ourselves, right? Like not making excuses for ourselves, not pretending we're perfect or anything like that, but like this sense of cultivating a softness with ourselves. That's really that second part of this. Once we have the awareness, 
then it's a bit of this self-acceptance and like this softness that we can bring to ourselves. And most of my favorite ways to practice this softness with myself is to place the palms of my hands, both palms of my hands directly on my chest, especially if I am going down one of those personal spirals of, of, oh my God, I'm never going to get this right or all these different thought patterns that I'm really good at. So I will just say, let's put our hands on our hearts, right? So the center of our chest. And if you're not driving and if you're able to, I encourage you to try this or maybe you do it anyway as an intuitive thing. So just placing our palms on our heart will automatically start to bring some of the autonomic kind of like healing parasympathetic ways into that what's known as like ventral vagal which is like that open connected way so we're really just like connecting to ourselves a little bit we put the hands over the heart and then just noticing what happens right so we can actually release oxytocin feel more connected to ourselves and remember so really the third part of this is, is remembering that we're not alone right this is part of the human experience this sense of like suffering or pain that we're feeling is part of the human experience. And then we can have a sense of an invitation for that softness that I talked about. So like an invitation, not this way of saying, well, I have to do this and not denying anything that's here, but really just giving ourselves an invitation of saying, may I practice some kindness with myself? Like, I know this is challenging. And I am having a hard time and just recognizing that hand over heart and then remembering this part of the human experience and then inviting ourselves to bring some softness in. I mean, it is one of the most powerful ways that we can move through life because what I have found, for example, when I do this with myself, and honestly, I have to do this on basically a daily basis, multiple times a day sometimes, is... I tend to take more chances with like trying something that feels uncomfortable for me because I'm not as afraid of failure or making mistakes as I used to be because a lot of that used to be like a devolving of my entire self whenever I would fail or make a mistake. And now I know that that journey is like part of me just getting from point A to point B and that's just going to continuously happen. And so I'll definitely take more chances. But also, I find I tend to have a little bit more energy, too. I think I'm conserving some energy by not using it all up, beating my own self up. And, and then thirdly, I think one of the biggest things that I've noticed, too, just from this practice, by the way, it's a practice. It's not like there's a destination for anything that we talk about. So this practice definitely has given me more capacity to be even more compassionate when I'm talking to someone, is like to hold even more space for someone else. And so all around, this for sure has given me all kinds of different benefits over the years that I've been practicing it. And for sure, it gives me a higher satisfaction with life. If that's, you know, a score that we're keeping, I am much more satisfied with my life. I can be more open to ease, to joy, to gratitude, and of course, more open to that inner peace and power that I have. And that's really what we're talking about. So I would encourage you, dear friend, to try some of these practices to be more open. And also, you know, tell me how you practice self-compassion too. Email me, DM me on any of my social media. Let me know how you practice self-compassion and, and, and how do you ground yourself in that sense of self-kindness, self-softness. 
I've heard this really cool saying, and I want to share that with you. And it goes something like this. It's this idea that healing, which is what we're all here to do, isn't necessarily us being the best version of ourselves. Like that, of course, is always amazing. But healing, I wonder if healing is this way that we can learn to accept and love the worst version of ourselves. That is really self-compassion. So I want you to just think about that. I want you to consider some of the, you know, practices that we talked about. And I'll also actually have a bonus meditation episode where we can practice this as well. And so this is just a gentle reminder that you yourself deserve your own love and your own kindness as much as anyone else. So I am going to end this episode by reminding you that your inner peace and your inner power, they're already always here. Thank you for listening to Inner Peace and Power and for being an invaluable part of our community. If today's episode resonates with you, please subscribe so you won't miss any of the weekly episodes or the bonus meditations. And please share with friends, family, or anyone you think may benefit. Your support means the world and I am so grateful. Before we part, a gentle reminder, while I am a physician, I am not your physician. Everything we discuss on Inner Peace and Power is for informational and educational purposes only. It's never intended to be medical advice. So always consult with your own healthcare provider for any medical concerns. Until next time, remember, you're never alone and it's never too late to tap into that inner power. So keep nurturing that beautiful connection, dear friend, and I will see you soon.